G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. Alrighty, hey Santa Claus is coming to town, we keep on saying that and we keep on saying, what are you going to give somebody if they're a mad four-wheel driver? What are you going to give them? Can I give you a clue? You give them a bog out. B-O-G-O-U-T, one word, bog out, B-O-G-O-U-T dot com. That's the website you go to and it's just terrific. All it does, all it does is probably get you back home again. It turns bogged wheels into winches. Simple as that. Bogged wheels into winches. So it turns your wheel into winches. It's a three and a half ton 4.5 meter long harness designed to capture a driven wheel and it can be used in almost all vehicle recovery situations. So you just attach one end to the bog wheel and then you secure the other end to an anchor point and then simply drive your vehicle out of the bog. Now if you go to the website bogout.com they've got videos on there to show you how simple it is and it is simple. It's just a brilliant, brilliant invention. And it's Aussie. Now, that's the good part. It's Aussie. And it's made in Australia. Now, I've met these people. They are fabulous. They're up in Cairns. And they are super, super people. So it's made from exceptionally strong materials. So it just turns your wheel into winches and it works forward or reverse. Now, that's the ace. It works forward or reverse. If you've got a winch, that will pull you out generally forwards. But this pulls you out forward or reverse. And it's suited to sand. It's suited to mud. It's suited to snow. It's been designed, tested and made in tropical North Queensland. Aussie, 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 you can't do better. And it's a new and unique system. So the thing is that if you know somebody that is maybe new into four-wheel driving, maybe they're experienced in four-wheel driving, maybe they're taking the kids and the family away for the very first time, I don't know. If you want to put something under the Christmas tree that is outstanding, you go to bogout.com. But go onto their website, have a look at the videos. I've got one. I bought mine. I got mine about five years ago at the Sydney Caravan Show, and I saw them there, and I thought, this is just too good. Too genius, amazing, fabulous. So bogout.com, that's the people to go and see. You look after them, they'll look after you, and they're fabulous. They ship brilliantly. In fact, they were one of the very few people that Amazon from the US discovered in Australia, and now Amazon has said, hey, we want to take you to the world. That's how good the product is. It's won numerous awards, numerous awards. So bogout.com. The other thing you've got to do is if you haven't got a draw system, you should have a draw system. Draw systems are really good. Now, the draw system I've got is an ORS. That's an off-road systems. And I've had that, I guess, for about, oh, maybe 10 years. Maybe 10 years. Still, still does not have a rattle. Doesn't have a rattle, doesn't have a squeak. Just brilliant. So, ORS. So, you go to off-road systems. Off-road systems. One word. .com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. They specialise in everything. So if you want power management done, then they'll look after that. If you need dual batteries, they'll help you there. If you need a DC-DC charger, they'll do that. If you need a solar power setup or an inverter or a 12-volt battery monitor, they'll help you there. But their main core business is, is everything to do with you, the customer, giving you a strong quality product, an affordable product, a great-looking product that's Australian. Made here, just out at Smeaton Grange. Fabulous people. I've met them. They are fabulous people. So they strive to get the most. Now, here's the thing. You can buy the drawers off the rack. If you want to, you buy the drawers off the rack. Bang, bang, bang. You just tell them what you've got. It's sorted. But, but, if you want the drawers designed or a system designed to suit you and your very, very needs, that's fabulous. So it may not be for four-wheel driving. You might say, hey, I, I want to set this up for my truck or for, or for my big ute or whatever. They will design for you. And they, they also create their own fridge slides. And they've got aluminium drawers as well. Now, they're super light. So they've got aluminium drawers. And they are just, I'm telling you, you've got to go and see these people. You'll see them at the shows. But 
They've got everything. So you just ring up Graham, give him a call on 4647 6322, 4647 6322. That's Off Road Systems. They are fabulous. You will love them. Now, speaking of people you love, where do we go to buy our caravan? We go to Paravans. Paravans Caravan World. They're at Windsor and they are terrific people. They're at 38 to 40 Milam Street in Windsor. Now, if you want a used van, They've got a whole selection. If you want a new van, they've got some beauties. They have some beaut new vans there. And you can even rent a van if you want to. You can get spare parts. You can get accessories. You can rent a van. You can hire it. So fabulous. If you want something, you just go to Paravans Caravan World, 38 to 40 Milam Street, Windsor, or just go onto their website. It's Paravans, P for Peter, A-R-R-A, V for Victor, A-N-S, Paravans.com. Dot au or just give them a call four five double seven double five double seven really good people hey where are you going for christmas where are you going for the holidays are you taking a break where do you want to go now one of the things to do is to go and check out hema maps because hema maps are just terrific hema maps not only just the paper maps now bearing in mind a lot of people have gone on to electronic maps and hema have got those as well and they are fabulous but but If you talk to the professionals, they always say, carry a paper map with you just in case. If somebody happens to walk on your screen, hey, you could be lost. So there's a hint for you. That's a tip. (laughs) Don't don't go just with electronic maps. It's a good idea. It's nice. I mean, it's comfy. But I'm telling you, just have some paper maps as well. And HEMA have got some excellent resources. Uh, I carry, at all times, I carry the HEMA, the big book, the big book with me. So I just, I've got some basics of going, knowing where I am at any time. But if I'm going somewhere specific, then I'll have the paper map for that. But HEMA, they are lovely, lovely people. But you might be heading across, where are you heading to? Are you heading out west? Are you going to stay in Australia? Are you going to look after the locals? Are you going to spend some money? Are you going to the beaches? Are you going to the bush? If you get a chance to go to the bush, you're going to help out the country cousins, and we want to help them out. We always talk about buy a bale, and we talked about them earlier today. That's one of the things, rural aid, you've got to help them. But that's what Aussies do, isn't it? That's what we do. So if you've got your caravan, are you keeping your caravan? Now, one of the things to do is to check your tyres on your caravan, because they're out in the sun all the time. So check the dates on your tyres. Make sure your tyres are at the right sort of pressure. Um, have you had a service done? Have you checked out that everything's right to go? Have you filled your tanks up? Don't go away this time. Don't go away to the bush with empty tanks. You fill those tanks up. You spend a little bit more on fuel getting to where you're going, but you've got water when you get there. I can't think of a nastier thing to do than to go bush today with empty tanks and expect them to give you some water. So let's look after them. In fact, load your van up with some bottles of water, and if you're driving past a property or a farm or a cocky that's, that's out there doing it hard, Give him a case of of water because that would help them. I mean, just, just to be able to turn the tap on and have water coming up, we don't appreciate how lovely that is. So there you go. That's a nice thing to do. You can do lovely things and you will enjoy doing lovely things. So let's enjoy a little bit of music because I think music's a lovely thing as well. Who are we going to listen to? I reckon we might go and listen to, if we're going to go out the farm, we're going to go out the bush, we're going to go out back then we're probably going to see some horses. If you see horses, then you've got to have Daryl Braithwaite. Here's Daryl Braithwaite for you with horses, and we'll be back in just a little while. I, I bet you sing along to this. I bet you sing along, and you let me know if you don't. I bet you do. All right, here's Daryl Braithwaite and horses. Inside your heart Can't you hear her? Is she 
G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons, you're on the road, we're on the road together and that's all that we need. Now, apart from rain, we do need rain. And you're probably, let me tell you, let me tell you, I think you probably know somebody who has got everything. Somebody who's got everything and you're thinking still, what can I get them for Christmas? What can I get them? I've got to buy them something, what can I get them? Let me give you a clue on what you can do to help them, to help others, to have a good Christmas. And that is, you go on a website called ruralaid.org.au. Rural, R-U-R-A-L-A-I-D.org.au. Now, what can you buy them? Well, if they've got everything, I bet you they don't have a bale. So what you do is you buy a bale, or two, or three, or four, or five, or six, and you buy those bales in their name, and you donate them, and you give them a little led to say, listen, for Christmas this year, I know you've got everything, but I wanted to buy you something that will help somebody else, and this is what I've done. I've bought some bales for you, for some farmers. Now, what else do Rural Aid do? Well, they have counsellors. So they have counsellors who are connecting with farmers and the rural community regarding mental health or substance abuse or uh, family needs, or anything, anything. They have counsellors there. The other thing they do is they have a farm army. So they've got 6,000 volunteers. Now, here's something else. You can become a rural aid volunteer. So they've got 6,000 volunteers from all over the world looking to help farms all over Australia. Now, that's something. If you've just, you've got somebody in your family who's just doing the, or finished the HSC and they're in between now and maybe going to uni or going to do a gap year or whatever it is, then get them involved with the Rural Aid Farm Army so that they can get out there and help and see the devastation that's going on in the bush. I think that would be terrific because that's what we're all about, isn't it? As Aussies, as people who have got RVs, who are interested in seeing Australia, that's what we do. Now then, then, here's a winner, is Farm Rescue. So they need tradies and volunteers so that you can go and do a mini makeover on a farm or a community infrastructure. So that's called Farm Rescue. And again, you just go to ruralaid.org.au. Music 
I mean, the farmers need music, so if you've got an old musical instrument that needs refurbing or re-gifting to a rural school or instigate a music program in a rural area, that's something. So if you've got a guitar or a ukulele or a violin or whatever and the kids have grown out of it, you've grown out of it, somebody doesn't need it anymore, don't just chuck it. Even if it needs restringing and whatnot, don't worry, give it to farm, give it the, it's the gift of music, and that goes to ruralaid.org.au. And then there's Under the Stars. Now, that's CEOs visiting rural communities for business and an opportunity to engage with primary producers. So if you're a CEO and you reckon you're pretty smart and you reckon you can help out, but you're not really good at digging a ditch or um, re-stringing re a fence, whatever, then you can go and help by visiting the communities and helping them maybe on a business plan for the government, maybe filling out a loan form with them, maybe helping them somehow. And then, of course, you've got corporate engagement, which is you've got team building and corporate giving and volunteering. So it's a, a real unique opportunity so that your corporation, your business, can actually help. So what do you do? You go to ruralaid.org.au. And if you just want to give them money, go to ruralaid.org.au, donate. It's an Aussie thing to do. It's buy a bail. Buy a bale, and that's what you can do. Now, if you do that, I reckon you're in for a good Christmas as well, because if you're helping our bushies, then you're going to help Australians, and Australians need your help this time. Australians need your help. So let's get on the road. What do we need most, though? Apart from helping them, we need some rain. So why don't we go to John Williamson, Raining on the Rock. I know we played it a couple of weeks ago for you, but oh, it's good. John Williamson, Raining on the Rock. You enjoy that. We'll be back with you in we're going to talk about some caravans and camping and all the good things. So stick around. Just come out of the Mulga where the plains forever roll. And Albert and Amagira has painted all the scenes. And Ashara has changed the luster of his land. And it's raining on the rock in a beautiful country. I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Lasting daisies and a beautiful desert rose Where does their beauty come from, heaven knows I could ask the wedge tail, but he's away too high I wonder if he understands It's wonderful to fly And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Described 
with a picture The mesmerizing colors of the old birds Or the grandeur of the rock Uluru has power And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country And I'm proud to travel this big land Like an aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me G'day, it's great to be back. That raining on the rock is just a beauty, isn't it? Now, what on earth do you think you know about an OBD2? What, what do you do if your four-wheel drive goes into limp mode? So there was an old article I was going through in Unsealed 4x4, and it said, picture this, you're at your favourite camping spot in the, or in the middle of the Simpson Desert, and your check engine light comes on. Now, if your check engine light comes on, that could be something serious. So... What is your next step? Well, it says your next step should be your OBD2 port, which very well may save you. So if you haven't experienced limp mode, the vehicle basically puts itself into second or third gear and stays there, assuming it's an automatic. Uh, and this isn't just a hypothetical. It's, just, it's exactly what happened to a, and it doesn't matter what vehicle, but it was a Land Rover Discovery that this fellow saw in the Simpson Desert. So the vehicle ended up on the back of a tradeback recovery vehicle on the way to Birdsville. And the reason being, it just couldn't climb the dunes by itself. So if you think it could only happen to a Land Rover, as this article tells us, no. It might happen to a Toyota Hilux or a Prado or a Fortuna. If they've got the 2.8 litre turbo diesel, it may go into limp mode if the mass airflow sensor, that's your MAF, is contaminated by dust. Now, I know the Toyota uh, have got a fix for this now, but this is just in case. So last time, he says he was in the outback, there was a fair bit of dust about, and it was on a, a recent test, and it happened a number of times to the Hilux that he was in. So the OBD2, uh, since the mid-90s, most passenger cars and trucks have had an onboard diagnostics, OBD, onboard diagnostics and in 96 the OBD2 was created as an open standard so that the emission standards could be maintained and vehicle manufacturers could keep their engines compliant. Now this had additional benefits of course for analysing other systems on your vehicle so when you take your vehicle in for service there's every chance the mechanic will just connect to your OBD port to check that everything's okay. Now when there's a problem a code will be displayed on the mechanic's equipment. Now the mechanic will then check the code and then he'll see what happens, and then he'll fix the problem before clearing the code. Now, if the ECU senses a problem or a malfunction, it'll trigger a fault code and may turn on the check engine light. Now, in turn, this may put the vehicle into limp mode. Now, if you're in the Simpson Desert or the bottom of a steep hill, you might just be stuck. <laughs> you might be stuck. So limp mode will just, it reduces the power and, and the gearing available. So it's a, it's a problem. But the problem might be serious or might not be serious. So when you're in the bush, you can't just duck into your mechanic and ask him to check it out, can you? So it's not that easy. So you can connect to your own OBD. Now, this is where you can be the master of your own domain by using one of the various devices or phone apps. You can connect to your OBD to OBD2 to see what the fault code is and get an indication of what triggered it. You can then contact your mechanic via phone or sat phone to find out what the code means and potentially clear it. Now, if you can do this, you might be on your way again very quickly. 
but it's also something that should or may show that it's a serious problem. So uh, in some cases, you might be covered by insurance. In other cases, maybe not. So if you can clear the codes, you be, that's a beauty. That's a, that's a winner. So there are a few OBD2 readers and OBD2 phone apps on the market. Now, this particular fellow that wrote this article, he's got a Bluetooth OBD2 reader connected to an app on his phone, and he's also got a gadget called a Scan Gauge 2. Scan Gauge 2. Now, although the phone app has more detail and great graphics, it's sometimes difficult to connect, and that's true because we know that mobile coverage is not as good as it should be. Now, the main reason he doesn't use the Bluetooth reader as his main OBD2 reader is that for fuel economy and some other functions, it needs to be on all the time and will stop recording if you're using another app such as playing music. So he'd like to use it, but he can't use it because if he uses another app, it just stops. <laughs> now, the scan gauge, the scan gauge 2, on the other hand, is always connected and gives plenty of information while operating separately from anything else. So the graphics are basic, they're basic, but the information is solid. So one of the reasons he purchased the scan gauge was that it has great documentation which walks you through the functions even if you're stuck in the middle of the desert without communications. Now, there's some other benefits as well as identifying and clearing fault codes. There's a wealth of information that devices, and particularly the scan gauge, can tap into. Now, this fellow's got an FJ Cruiser. Uh, it doesn't have much in the way of information available on his dash as standard, but he can get up-to-date info on how many kilometres he has until the tank is empty, uh, and that's particularly useful if you've got a long-range tank. The scan gauge, which is also called an X gauge, allows you to display information not normally available across different vehicles. So in his FJ, for example, he's been able to add the automatic gearbox oil temperature both in the pan and at the outlet. And that's very good when you're towing. That's a very good thing. So it measures the temperature of his automatic gearbox oil both in the pan and at the outlet. That's a beauty. So his verdict is an OBD2 reader it's a relatively cheap peace of mind bit of gadgetry. So again, you might want to get a scan gauge too for Christmas. It might be a good thing if you know somebody that's got all the gadgets and they haven't got one of those. There you go. Or get an app, but just allow necessarily, necessarily, that maybe to use the app you can't use your mobile for anything else. So if you want to listen to music through it or whatever, that might be a problem. So there you go. Now the thing is, if, if you go into... Uh, the, the bad the bad mode where it's just limp mode then you're going to call for help if you're going to call for help then you might need Johnny Farnham because Johnny Farnham sings help better than anyone else so let's listen to Johnny Farnham sing or John Farnham depending upon which generation you're from John Farnham, Johnny Farnham so he's going to sing help for us you enjoy that we'll be back with you in just a little while hey this is Scott Gibbons you're on the road we love being with you every Sunday listen to Johnny Farnham here we go
much younger than today. I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now those days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. Now I find I've changed my mind. I won't. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I am not the world's best cook. I am not the world's best cook, but I am pretty good at looking up recipes, and I found one in Mobile Living Made Easy, and it's called Fruit and Nut Damper, and we did get a request for a couple of recipes for when you're on the road. So this is called Fruit and Nut Damper, and it's pretty simple. You've got the ingredients, which is a, a tin of sliced apples. So if you've got a pencil handy, grab your pencil, grab your biro. Uh, if you're really good at typing out, then do that. So a tin of sliced apples, some self-raising flour, a couple of eggs, fruit and nut mix, some honey, some olive oil. So there you go. Tin of sliced apples, self-raising flour, two eggs, fruit and nut mix, honey and olive oil. Now the method is that you pour some of the self-raising flour into a bowl, you crack the two eggs into the flour mixture and you mix it until it's well combined. Then you crush a handful of nuts into smaller pieces and you mix it into the flour mixture. Then you add some sliced apples and a couple of good squeezes of honey and stir the damper mixture until the ingredients are all well combined. And then make sure the apples are broken down to a puree consistency. Then grease the tin with olive oil, transfer the damper from the mixing bowl into the tin pan, place the tin into a camp oven to cook, and then place the hot coals underneath and on top of the camp oven and cook for 30 minutes. Now that should be pretty good. That's pretty good. It's a pretty easy thing. That's fruit and nut damper. I think you'll have a good time with that. Now, another one for you is zucchini bush pie. Zucchini bush pie. Not a, not a hard thing to make. It's a real easy thing to make, zucchini bush pie. I think you'll enjoy doing this one. So what it is, it, all you do is, is you take your, your ingredients, is some bacon, uh, diced bacon, diced bacon, some brown onion, some button mushrooms, which are sliced, some cherry tomatoes, which are halved, uh, five eggs, some grated cheese, some self-raising flour, short crust, uh, short crust pastry, <laughs> uh, two sheets of that, some spinach, some spring onion, chopped, chopped spring onion, and then thickened cream and, and a sliced zucchini. So all you do, so I'll go through those again for you. So you've got some diced bacon, some brown onion, some button mushrooms which are sliced, some cherry tomatoes which are halved, five eggs, grated cheese, self-raising flour, short crust pastry, two sheets of that, spinach, chopped spring onion, thickened cream, and a sliced zucchini. Now you just grease the pie tin, beat the eggs together in a bowl, add some flour and cream to the egg mixture, and then beat together until well combined. Now, you line the pie tin with the short crust pastry and trim the pastry so that there's none overhanging the tin. Then line the bottom of the pie with zucchinis and tomatoes and mushrooms. Add your bacon, cheese, onion and spinach uh, to the egg mixture and then stir together. Pour the egg mixture into the pie tin. Place some zucchini and mushroom and tomatoes on top of the pie mixture and then you garnish with some spring onions and you cook that for 30, 40 minutes in the camp oven. Place on the hot coals underneath and on top of the camp oven and again, that one's come from Mobile Living Made Easy. But you can always get our podcast. If you need to hear that again, get on the podcast because we can do that for you. That's that's terrific. What you've got to do is get out and about. And if you've got a recipe, let us know which one it is and and uh, 
and we're happy. We're happy. <laughs> if it's an easy one, we're happy to put it on air for you and, and share that with others. I think that's good. One of the things you've got to do is have a look at the silos that are being painted all the way around Australia. Have a look at the silos, because the silos are just terrific. Not only are they extraordinary by themselves just as a structure, but the art that's going into them is just phenomenal. It's just some phenomenal art that's going in, and, and you'll enjoy all of those things. Now, just while we're there, towing a large boat or a caravan can be, can be, and I know we've talked about trucks earlier, but can be harrowing. So particularly for the inexperienced. So here's some common sense tips which can make all the difference. So you've hitched up your caravan or boat. The trip's been carefully planned. You're certain that the tow vehicle's capable of legally towing the trailer and that it's all properly hitched and that's a great start. But towing a large ob object at highway speeds or in city centres, it can be scary. So here's some tips. Tow mirrors. You do need a butte set of tow mirrors. So your extension mirrors are essential. If you try and tow without them, you're probably breaking the law. Uh, I've got uh, Malenko Grand Arrows. I find them absolutely fabulous. I've had them for a number of years and they are really good. Uh, they're distributed by Dometic and they're a butte, butte, butte mirror. So I like them. So that's good. Uh, consider getting a rear view camera if you need one of those. Uh, if you need extra cameras, you can get cameras for your caravan, for the side of the caravan. So your right hand side, left hand side and rear and you talk to Polaris, P-O-L-A-R-I-S, PolarisGPS.com for those if you need extra cameras. So you can get it on the rear of your caravan, right-hand side, left-hand side, or motorhome. Same thing. So that's all beaut. So you've got to have mirrors. Now, tight turns. When negotiating a tight turn, the caravan or the boat will take a shorter path than the tow vehicle. So if the driver doesn't allow for this, then you're to, you've got to take the corner wider uh, otherwise, your, your van or whatever you're towing is likely to cut the corner. So, and, and be very careful again. I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago in fuel stations. So when you pull into the Bowser, try and be wider so that when you, when you pull out of the fuel station, you're not cutting the corner. Allow that fuel stations have lots of different things around like gas refilling areas, fuel refilling areas, you know, oil. Doot, doot, doot. So just allow extra width so if the combined length of your tow vehicle and van is 7.5 meters or greater then you need to have a do not overtake a turning vehicle sticker on it you need to have one of those to legally occupy a, a, another lane when making a turn so do not overtake a turning vehicle means that you can if your vehicle is 7.5 meters or, or longer that's your, your boat or your caravan then you, you can stretch into the other lane to make your turn. That's an important thing to know. Travel speed. Numerous reasons why a driver might feel uncomfortable towing a large trailer at high speeds through lacking confidence. So if, if confidence is one of those things, get out there and practice. So, you know, find out what is a comfortable speed for you. There's a lot of people that like to settle on 80 or maybe 90k and they'll just stick to the left-hand lane and they just keep their speed constant and that's one of the golden rules. Keep your speed constant so when somebody's overtaking you, they know that that's the speed you're doing. Don't try and, and speed up for them. That's a bad thing to do. So be very, very careful. So to, to sum up, there's a lot more to towing a large trailer. So don't be overwhelmed. Get out there and just practice and, and you will have a lot of fun. So there you go. You're going to be a hero on the road. I'm sure you're going to be a hero on the road. And, and when you're on the road, it's going to be... A perfect day. One time or another, you're just going to find that perfect day. And if you do, that's being sung by the little heroes. So you enjoy the little heroes, one perfect day. I'm Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. We're on the road together. We love being with you every Sunday. It is terrific. If you like the show, you tell us. If there's something you want us to talk about, you tell us. We're here for you every Sunday between 1 and 2. This is Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. You're on the road. We're all on the road together. And here we go. We've got the little heroes, one perfect day. One perfect day, we'll be out walking, something is calling me, whoa, this perfect day, I can't stop thinking, are you over there, are you happy? Still raining there in the 
You know, I was reading an article from Dometic. You know, Dometic, they're huge, immense. I think they're the biggest RV uh, original equipment supplier in the world, quite large. But what they did is they did an article about road sharing with heavy vehicles, about breaking bad habits this summer. Because, you know, you're going to get into your, your, your camper trailer is going to be behind you, your caravan's going to be behind you, you might be in your motorhome. Uh, it's, and we're excited. We want to be on the road. We want to get to where we're going. But... The truck drivers, they've got to put up with the rest of us as well. So this article is about an interstate truck driver who does a regular run from Dubbo to Melbourne, then back through to Brisbane, and then home again to Dubbo. So he normally leaves on a Sunday afternoon, and he doesn't get home again until the following Saturday. And he's doing about 4,000 kilometres a week. Now, the vehicle he's driving is 26 metres long. 26 metres long, it's a B-double, so it's it's big. And so he carries general cargo and dog food and chemicals, both normal kind and bulk dangerous kind. But he says far too often, and this I think this is pretty true, truck drivers are blamed for any crash. And yet statistics show that fatal crashes between a car and a truck, well over 80% are the fault of the car driver. 80% of the fault of the car driver. Just mad why a little baby car would want to pick on a huge truck that's 26 metres long. But nevertheless, so he did a survey amongst truck drivers asking what they needed to do to educate car drivers to safely share the road with trucks. And those replies became the truckies top tips for sharing the road. Number one came in as please, please don't cut in front of trucks. Allow them safe road space because simple physics says they need more room to stop. So if you take so much space to stop in your car, they need a lot more. And you're judging that their reaction time, because they've, they've got a lot more equipment to look after, that their reaction time is as good as yours, but their truck weighs so much more than yours. So don't overtake those stickers that say, do not overtake a turning vehicle. That's road law. Longer trucks need much more room when turning. It's just not to say, hey, truck, I need a bit more room. No. Yeah, it's the law. It's common sense. So when being overtaken by a truck, don't increase your speed. Do not increase your speed when you're being overtaken by a truck because that'll only increase the distance needed by the truck to overtake you. That's, that's not fair. Number four. Larger trucks can weigh 50 times that of your car. So give them room and try and understand their needs. Because I I don't know whether you've ever sat up in a truck, sat up the front in the cab in a truck. They're immense, huge. And car drivers just appear to be silly and so tiny. So just be careful. So road courtesy and a bit of patience could save your life. A, A friendly wave is much better than a shaken fist and a friendly wave. I, I love giving friendly waves. I think it's terrific. So, And they allow, they also allow the truckies do make mistakes. So if you respect the size and the weight of the truck, you'll improve safety for all. Trucks use, this is just so real, trucks use the whole lane. So when you're driving, don't hog the centre line because they need the space. And, and dip your high beam early uh, when 
when you're following a truck because your lights glare back at them from their mirrors. And if you're using those fog lamps, they're really bad. They create huge glare when it's raining. So only use them in fog. And dip your high beam before crests or curves so you don't blind them. Uh, and then powerful lights create powerful responsibility. So be very, very careful with your with your LEDs and whatnot. Caravans, this is this is for us. Caravans, please maintain your speed and your road position. So don't move over, don't slow down before a truck pulls out to pass. And if you want to, just talk to them. They say they'll support Channel 18 as well. So you can talk on 18 or talk on 40, but you know, communicate with the truck driver so he knows when it's safe to pass. And, and always overtake safely. If you're overtaking your truck, ensure that you're not too close behind him because he can't see you if you're too close behind him. Have enough road space before you overtake. Pass safely and sensibly and leave a space... When you pull in, so don't just pull straight in in front of the truck. Overtake and give them plenty of room because if they need to react, by golly, you better give them some room. Otherwise, you're the one that's going to have the problem. And and don't overtake a turning vehicle sign. That, that applies at roundabouts and the longer trucks may need both lanes. So isn't that all sensible stuff? I mean, we're going to be hitting the road and we need to know those things. And the other things we need to know about, if you've got a boat, is tips for launching and retrieving your boat. So boat ramps are the launching pads to marine adventure. This is another article in the Dometic magazine. Uh, so launching and retrieving can be daunting, particularly when the ramps are busy. Now, sometimes, because we're just heading into summer now, you haven't used your boat for a while, so things are a little bit rusty. Maybe your etiquette's a little bit out of, out of uh, a little bit rusty as well, a little bit out of kilter. Uh, so with a little bit of common sense, you can make things good again. So... It goes without saying that your trailer should be in a safe and seaworthy condition. It's been sitting idle for a period of time. You've got to ensure that the package is ready for action, and this obviously includes ensuring the engine's been serviced, your batteries are charged, your electronics and communications are checked, your safety equipment's intact, you're accessible and in, in date, and you've got a safe tide and forecast for your intended launching zone is checked. But there's some less obvious items that can cause strife at the boat ramp that are often overlooked, like your tie-down straps. They can become rusted and seized. Your winch cables and straps can deteriorate and snap, and even the winch ratchet tongue can wear or break. So perhaps the most common form of annoyance is when the galvanised D-shackles on safety chain seize, and mostly you only find out when the boat's in the water and set for release. So how many times have you seen excited boaties in absolute tisses? They've, they've misplaced their removable winch handle or in their excitement to be the first at their favourite fishing spot, they've left the removable handle on the winch and as they drive to the empty trailer back to the car park, it rattles off and it's lost forever. So <laughs> there's problems. So maintenance of your trailer lights, your brakes and your bearings is vital, but Many people, so inspect your galvanised or zinc-plated washers and your split pins retaining the rollers. Many pristine hulls have suffered a hole in the gouge due to rollers popping off at a critical moment during the launch and retrieve. So another item that's often overlooked is the bung. Believe it or not, bungs can make it or break it. So many times I've heard the frustrated cry, they were there when I left home. And they were there when you left home. They're just not there now. So have a specific place where you put them. And like all your, your rubber and plastic products that can deteriorate and split. Uh, and that's the sort of thing you've got to be aware of. So uh, the, use use stuff uh, properly. So practice makes perfect. Practice launching. You know, go down there uh, when it's quiet. And, and practice your reversing skills again. Because if you haven't done it for a while... Give it a practice. Marine etiquette and safety dictates that retrieving boats have uh, right of way before those launching. And this can be difficult to achieve with the queue of boats lining up to launch when when the uh, when every, everything's happening. So particularly with the limited temporary mooring facilities on most ramps, patience, courtesy, common sense. And remember, you know, it's Christmas time. Everybody's in a wants to be in a good mood, but they're all stressy. So the marine environment can be difficult. It's a whole new world at night time. But etiquette on the ramp, even in dark, you know, turn your headlights to park. So this enables you to see the tail lights for reversing, but doesn't obviously throw your headlights into other users. So experienced boaties can have their off days as well. So they're the sort of things that you've got to be aware of. Just just be aware 
And I think that's the big word of the day is just be aware. Be aware of what you're doing, be aware of what others are doing and be aware to do the right thing all the time. So sometimes finding out that right thing can be like a needle in a haystack, don't you reckon? Like a needle in a haystack, trying to find that right thing to do at the right time. And that's the twilights and that's what the twilights sing. I bet you... I bet you you also haven't heard this one in a while, so it's Noodle and Haystack from the Twilights. You enjoyed that. I love, I'm enjoying being with you each Sunday. It's just terrific. I hope you're enjoying it too. I hope you're getting ready for Santa Claus because it's going to be a terrific Christmas for a lot of people. And don't forget, support a charity this Christmas because, you know, we really don't need another pair of socks or uh, stuff like that, do we? So if you've got some spare money, pick out a charity, pick out, you know, whether it's disabled, whether it's cerebral palsy, whether it's type 1 diabetes, uh, deaf kids, blind kids, kids with cancer, make a wish, whatever it be, pick out a charity or charities. Uh, there's a there's a Butte one, um, which, which is... Uh, Oh, let me think. They look after, they look after foster foster care angels. Foster care angels. Wonderful, wonderful little charity. And by golly, they do some good things. So, there's there's some charities for you to just go and consider. But you know, there's so many of them around. But you know, we don't need another pair of socks, do we? So if you've got some spare money, give it to a charity. And don't forget, support our bushies too. Support our bush people. So. Uh, rural Aid, R-U-R-A-L-A-I-D, Rural Aid, look after them as well. So here we go, Twilights, Needles in a Haystack, I'm enjoying being with you. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons, we're on the road.
much for listening into On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. (laughs) 